welcome to The Pony Pod, brought to you by the SMU Daily Campus. This episode is a part of our series called Ask the Expert, where we talk to students, faculty, alumni, and anyone part of the SMU community with unique expertise. I'm Zoe Rodriguez. Here with me today is Olivia Aratia, a photographer and professor at SMU. She received her associate's degree from Brookhaven College, her BFA in photography and business from Texas Women's University, and her MFA from SMU. Adathea's work reflects the social, cultural, and religious aspect of Hispanic culture through photographic prints, sculptures, and book art. I am so happy to have her on Ask the Expert today. Let's jump right in with the first question. So how did you get into photography? So I've always been into the arts, I think at a very young age. I was homeschooled my whole education. So I was homeschooled pre-K through 12th grade. So there was a lot of arts and crafts that we did. That was kind of the method of learning in my homeschool curriculum. Um, But I used to do like a lot of creative things like drawing and painting. And I loved baking. That was, I wanted to be a pastry chef when I was little. Um, But I'm bringing this all back to photography, I promise. But when I was 13 years old, I got my first my first phone cell phone and it was a smartphone and it's funny because usually artists like photographers historically they like receive their first you know camera from their dad or their mom and it's like a film camera but I in my generation I think I received my first cell phone so that's what sort of got me into taking photos um my cell phone was just filled with photos of like my family and friends and just um, where I lived in Southern California. So I just love taking photographs. And then when I got to college, I really, really wanted to take a photography class. And that's not what I wanted to study. I wanted to study education, but I took my first photography class when I was an undergrad and I just fell in love with all the processes and using Photoshop and just like the possibilities of being able to take a photograph, manipulate it, um, use it for documentation purposes, forms of expression. So that's what sort of got me into photography. Did you ever wish you were a pastry chef? Do you ever think <laughs> about that? <laughs> I do. I I love like baked goods. I love baking. That's it that's kind of become my hobby now whereas like photography is more of career. So I'm kind of glad I still have that as a hobby and you know it's like another creative outlet, but I would even like I loved like watching Food Network when I was younger, like Cupcake Wars and like all the baking shows with the cakes and stuff. I would make like little fondant figures. Um, But I think that sort of helped me to also branch out my photography in terms of sculpture. So I do photography as sculpture as well. And I do incorporate food in a lot of my art exhibitions as well. What inspires you to create? Mm -hmm. Um, My work is really based around my um, memories, so memories within where I grew up, with my family, um, memories of living up in Los Angeles, growing up in Los Angeles, memories with my grandmother, um, and that sort of turned into photographing and associating with a lot of Hispanic culture and also location and displacement. Um, I'm not originally from Texas, so California is my home, and you know, Texas will also always be my home, but California is where my heart is. So a lot of my work is inspired by California and um, Mexican-American culture and family and um, just holding those things together. Yeah. Going on with that, so what are some very like central themes mm-hmm. of your work? 
Yeah, so I recently had an exhibition. Um, it was called Be There Soonish, and it was about trying to find a sense of belonging and place. And so I photographed my grandmother's the interior of her house. I photographed all of the fake fruit that she had on the table, and I photographed her, her, um, her um, rooster decked out kitchen. She loves roosters, so she just had a bunch of rooster statues and rooster curtains and towels, and I just photographed all of that, and I took those images, and I created, like, stickers of them to put on the walls, and I created an exhibition of her living room and her kitchen and her space and her backyard and so a lot of um the imagery in central themes are about like my grandmother and having um just her experience with me and my siblings growing up she it, we in um i think a lot in hispanic cultures it's a very matriarchal society um sort of grouping so the grandmother the mother sort of the heads of the household so i just kind of base it off of them I grew up with a lot of roosters too, so I identify with that. Um, what are your favorite mediums of art and photography and why? Mm -hmm. I um, First, I love digital. I'm mostly a digital-based photographer, but I love bringing photography out as a 3D object. So digital work can usually stay within the 2D realm where it's either pixels on a screen or if you're printing a photographic print, sort of stays within that 2D realm. But I love being able to take a photograph and make it 3D. So using alternative process like photo transfers or um, using emulsion um, mixers. So putting an image on an object where it wouldn't necessarily be. Um, yeah, so trying to make pho photography out of sculpture. That's kind of my medium. So you're from California. Why did you move to Texas for art? Because I know California has a lot mm -hmm. of different art and culture um, installations mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah, so I moved from California with my family back in 2013, 2012. I was a teenager still, so I was still in high school. So I kind of had no choice <laughs> moving over here with my family. Um, and that was about 11 years ago, so it's been a while since I've actually like lived in California. But my family, um, I'm one of six children. My dad was in the Navy for 15 years, and when my dad didn't re-enlist, um, he was working two jobs, and my mom was working two jobs at the same time. And this was also in 2012 when the housing market crashed in California, and so... Um, my parents lost some of their jobs and they had to put up their house for foreclosure and um we moved into one of my grandpa's house because he owned property but he had to put up his house for foreclosure so we basically were uh, you know lack of a better term we were going to be homeless we, were, we didn't have anywhere to go or to live and so we had my aunt over here in texas she is also um mexican-american but she migrated here to texas um, and she was just like, come to Texas. It's great here. <laughs> Cowboys, everything. And we were just like, okay. So we didn't, we, we, you know, she helped us move over here and get us on our feet. So we've just kind of stayed here ever since. Um, and, um, what kept me here, I guess, is just schooling. So right after, um, my high school, um, education, I went into community college and then it just kind of went up from there. I just got all these opportunities so Texas does have a lot of opportunity. Why did you want to go to school for art and get your master's at SMU? Mm -hmm. 
So I got my associate's degree in art from Brookhaven College in Dallas, um, which is a Dallas County Community College. And then I received my bachelor's of fine arts from Texas Women's University in Denton. And I received it in photography with a minor in business. And when I was at Texas Women's, um, there was a lot of actually push for me to apply to SMU. So SMU does have a big reputation of being one of the greatest schools in Texas. (laughs) So there was just a lot of um, advice from my instructors being able to come here and then also just the connections that I had here as well. So what's really great too about the MFA program here at SMU, it's actually fully funded. So this is one of the only fully funded MFA programs in Texas. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really big indicator of why people come over here just because of the funding. Um, And then there's also additional funding you can get through fellowships and scholarships. So funding was another thing too as well. So I was very fortunate to have that available to me too. Yeah. How did you start teaching photography? Mm I, um, I, a little bit of my career background, I've actually taught uh, middle school and elementary school, Mm -hmm. and I taught them art, which is a lot of fun, but it's a little crazy and messy, and that that was back in undergrad. I did a couple of internships working for a private school, and I wanted, I've always wanted to teach. I love education. That was my original study plan. But I realized that teaching, you know, younger kids maybe wasn't my my ultimate goal. I wanted to start, you know, um, working towards the older kids and the things that we could talk about. So then I started to teach middle school and middle schoolers are so much fun. They're so funny. Um, And then I started to teach high school. And then I was like, you know what, I really want to ultimately start to teach college because I think that in any level, there's just so much to learn. And even from some of the points of me teaching like pre-k I still use some of those methods in college level so we're just always learning we're always students but um what got me into teaching photography is when I was a when I was in my MFA program here I was a teacher's assistant and so I had some very gracious and wonderful photography professors that allowed me to help them teach some of their classes and when they had moved on from SMU Um, a position opened for a visiting lecture of photography and so I applied for it and was able to receive it so I'm very grateful for that. That's so cool. Which galleries and installments have been your favorite and why? Mm -hmm. Um, I have installed in the Latino Cultural Center in the Oak Cliff Cultural Center and then also there's a Goldmark Center in Richardson and I think those are my favorite just because they deal with community. They're based around community versus like a private collection or a gallery space where work is being bought and sold. Whereas the works that I've donated or given to these places, these cultural centers, they're for the community um, and by the community. So those are some of my favorite places that I've um, exhibited. Mm-hmm. So I know you have a website of all of your photography. Have you ever been asked to do projects on installations or anything based on your website? And like, do you recommend other artists to have websites as well? Absolutely, yes. If you are an artist, I know it can be hard sort of starting or getting your foot in the door and creating a website, maybe not even knowing where to begin, but having a website, even if it's an Instagram, um, as is so important 
as artists, like we rely on that publicity mm-hmm. of our art being accessible and people being able to see it. So I certainly have gotten um, requests from people and have made so many connections through uh, social media and then also being able to have my website as a backup to show them just my archive of work. So yes, really, really important. Whatever platform you can put your work on, like please, I, anyone, everyone needs to do that. And then last question, what advice do you give to other young artists? Mm-hmm. That's a good question um, because having the perspective from someone who has worked or um, presented before in gallery spaces, um, I would say for young artists to continue, never stop exploring. I think that's my my advice, never stop exploring. And what I mean by that is um, never stop asking questions either by other artists, ask them what they're doing, never stop exploring different mediums, never stop exploring different subject matters, um, because I think what happens a lot with artists in their work is that sometimes we get stuck because we have this creative block and we don't necessarily know where to go, how to do it. Um, We may have things like imposter syndrome, which I know I've had before, um, self-doubt, and so just never stop exploring and trying to branch out and do what it is that brings you the most joy in your work. Thank you so much for letting me interview you today. Yeah, of course. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'd also like to thank our audience for listening. And a very special thank you to the Ukrainian artist Koma Studio for the music track. Follow us on Instagram at SMU Daily Campus and Twitter and Facebook at The Daily Campus. Until next time, pony up.